0: Hey, what's up? I'm your host, Bob Thompson, and welcome to Unleashing Greatness, the number one show for people who are ready to finally start or scale their own business and do it successfully. Over the last nine years, I've scaled my little basement business to 15 plus locations and several other businesses, but it hasn't been without trial and error and lots of adversity. I'm here to share with you the strategies and tools that actually work when running a business and how not to lose yourself while doing it. So if you're ready to unleash the greatness within you, well, let's dive into today's show. In 2017, I made one of the biggest shifts in my business, and that's when I decided to franchise. Up until that point, I was just operating gyms, and then I was like, hey, I want to scale this business to the moon. This is what I thought was going to be the path to get there. So what I'd love to do today on at least in Greatness, if I can even say that correctly, is I'd like to dive into my experience so far as a franchisor. I want to discuss the process of what it took to become a franchisor, then the early stages of franchising and some of the lessons that I've learned, and then I would love to go into where we are right now in the franchise and really how we plan to grow it. And as I was like, you know, I wanted to dive in and I wanted to talk about this today, I think because I think it's an interesting topic. There's not too many franchisors out there so it's not too much it's not a big topic that a lot of people talk about it also seems to be a topic that interests a lot of people because like in the eyes you think franchise you think like mcdonald's or chipotle you think these giants and stuff actually i don't even think chipotle is franchise anyway i know they were at one point it may not be anymore i don't remember but you know franchising you think just go wow this is like you know a huge endeavor or something like that and i think it's just it's it's Definitely for me, it was a very, very different business experience, and I went into it thinking one thing, and it turns out it's something completely different than what I was actually thinking. So in 2017, I was looking back this morning, uh, that's when I initiated the process to start franchising. Now, why I went that path is I had a mentor of mine, Sam Bakhtiar, who franchised his gym business, and it like just shot off to the moon. I think it had over 100 locations in like a year or two or something like that, and it was just really picking up steam and i was like well hey that's the path that he decided to go i think that's going to be the path that i'm going to go at that time i had eight locations saw that it was working for him and i was trying to think about how do i continue to scale this business because i can keep scaling in an open brick and mortar after brick and mortar for myself and i would be the you know owner operator and i looked at it as like this would be a slow path to grow up. open up one a quarter or something like that with my current skill sets at the time and i you know and then i thought if i do franchising you know Essentially, I could be awarding a a handful every single month, opening new locations every single month, and we would grow much faster without my personal capital to actually open up those locations. So I started thinking that that would be a great option to do. So instead of going to Sam and really discussing with him his processes and his feedback from franchising, I decided just to keep it to myself because I like to go the hard way sometimes, learn about franchising. And then I went with a consulting group to get going. Now, I'm super happy that I went with that consulting group. I wish i probably talked to Sam much earlier in this process. Um, But I went with the consulting group, and I realized after looking at it, from the minute I decided to go with that consulting group to the time I awarded my first franchise, it was an 18-month process. Compare that to when I decided to open up a gym. It takes me like three months. I'm like, hey, I'm going to open up a gym in this market. I go and then I find the location, order the equipment, put the ads up, hire the employees, or maybe vice versa. Uh, you probably would hire the employees and put the ads up, and then I'm good to go. Generally speaking, depending on how much outfitting has to be in there, and then maybe right now it might be a little different, getting equipment and stuff. But generally, that's how long the process takes, unless it's a tough market. Franchising, you know, I don't think I understood the undertaking that was going to have to happen. You know, it's a uh, in, in this business when I went with a consultant. They were able to then hook me up with a lawyer who's going to write your FDD and your FA, which is your franchise disclosure document, and your franchise agreement. The franchise disclosure document is what's a prospective franchisee is going to get to discover everything about the business, to learn about the ins and outs of it and the history of it and all that good stuff and what they can expect from you. And then you have your franchise agreement, which is what binds both of you during that time period of franchising to operations of what they're responsible for, what you're responsible for. It's it's, it's your contract of, you know, how this business looks. And, you know, that is obviously not going to be built by me. It's going to be built by a lawyer and they're going to have that help taken care of. And then, you know, the cool thing with that consultant is they actually then sent somebody in Is I was scaling this business. Yeah. I had eight locations, as I already said. I wouldn't necessarily say that operationally it was an amazing organization. We had great people that were super bought in You know, so we had just rockstar employees. We had really good marketing and sales systems. And they were providing a great experience and learning as we were going on. You know, but not like we had tons of great SOPs or any of that stuff, or even an ops manual that we really even used or referred to. So the consultant team, they came in and they actually had somebody kind of discover the entire business, study it, and create the ops manual that would then go with the franchise and then also assist throughout a bunch of the other stuff in the process. But they built everything out while educating me on franchising. And at this time, I then also would talk to other franchisees or franchisors and get their feedback. And one of the most common pieces of advice that I got was to really go slow in the beginning. You know, Don't try and go explosive off the bat you know, only award or sell, whatever you want to call it, just a handful of franchises initially, get them open and operating, but also discover what problems are going to happen. And then when you get those problems, you discover those problems, and you can make those tweaks to then go into the next one that you open and get it better, and then get it better. Because really what you want to do is you want to have this well-oiled machine that when a location opens, they just kick ass from the very, very beginning. And I even talked to somebody who, you know, they they thought they had that process in place. They thought they had great franchisees, and they awarded a bunch. And then I think it was a, almost like five years later. They were almost kind of like restarting within the last year. They had great franchisees. They had like half of the original uh, franchisees on board and stuff like that. But they found other mistakes, and they you know wish they they didn't have to do that again. You know, a lot of these, uh, the advice of franchise owners and franchisees I talked to also stated that there's a, generally a hockey stick effect in a franchise that's going to work. It's going to be super slow, super slow, and then it's going to boom, years three to five or something like that, just blow up, take steam. People are going to discover that this is a business that really works, a really great model, and they'll start really coming on board. So, over the 18 months, I really spent it was, it was working with the consultants and lawyers, getting everything really built out. And then, you know, a couple months, once it was finally done, being like, hey, we have this franchise. Here's this thing that I did. You know, my last location was like 2017. That's why you haven't seen me open a location since then. And to give some context, in that 18-month period, if I opened up, what, a location every quarter, what would that have been? In that time to award one franchise and go through this and learn this whole new business, which was then taking attention away from that other business that was growing explosively, I could have opened up six locations and in that 18-month period of where the first franchise, you know, to then – and then franchising, you generally speaking, don't make money right away. you get that franchise fee, then they open and that franchise fee goes to the sales rep and then to the team to help train them and get them open. You know, and then eventually you'll get like royalties and it goes from there. You know, with a gym, I generally like to get a location up to like three to $500,000 within the first 12 months. When I was opening locations, I'd either be profitable or cash flow positive by the time the doors open, depending on the location, depending on the market. So in that time period, that's what could have happened for that business. But, you know, I even looked at it still as, hey, the way to scale faster, longer-term play would be through franchising. Another big reason that I also decided to franchise too is I've been pretty fortunate within the fitness industry. I've been pretty fortunate within my business. It treated me pretty well. And I was able to do a lot of things, other things that I wish I adjusted. It did differently. Absolutely. But even still today, you know, I have a a pretty good life as a result of it. And I wanted others to share the same things. Kind of like why I do this podcast. I want to be able to give, you know, insights and share value of what I've done and what I'm currently doing so that hopefully it helps you. Kind of same thing. It's like, hey, here's how we can help the brand and then help individuals who like hate their job or stuck or not doing something that they're freaking passionate about. And they could do something that is their own thing. And then they'll be able to make a decent amount of money doing something that they like. And at the same time, the brand's going to grow and we're going to be changing tons of lives in the communities that we're in. So for me, it was like, instead of opening up the gyms, this was still the path to go. And that's Mm -hmm. what went. So eventually was able to award the first franchise. Now, the advice that I was given in that process, and and multiple people said this, was to award slow. Now, does everybody always follow this advice? No. Did I follow this advice? No, I did not. Within the first, I I don't know, like four months, three months, six months, or whatever, uh, of awarding my first franchise, I went and awarded 30 locations to about 15, 16 different franchisees. You know, so some of them Opened up multi locations of Sonic. We either had a, a one pack available or a three pack available. Three pack was like, I'm gonna open up a location. A year or so later, gonna open up another location. A year or so later, gonna open up another location. And, and those are gonna be my businesses, you know, and maybe open up more after that too. So some people did that. Some people did the one location uh, agreement. And so, like, right away, I was like, this is freaking awesome. Like, people love this. They like the business. They like the opportunity to help a lot of people in their communities. They're signing up, and you know, we were getting people that you know passed our qualifications and everything like that. So we awarded a ton of locations. This is great because also one of the beliefs that ended up getting shattered. Like, and we'll talk about as we as we're moving into this phase was for me opening up a location happened in three months. It was very it's what i knew how to do it uh, you know i don't want to like downplay it, but i i guess i like i kind of had i spent so much time in this business like once i opened it I, want, I became obsessed so i wanted to learn everything i could about being the best gym owner that i could be from educating myself on the off time to being in groups and talking to other gym owners that were better had bigger better businesses than me and then implementing and then making tons of mistakes over the years and then learning from those mistakes correcting and continuing forward So I had a lot of intimate knowledge when it came to running a gym. And I felt the systems were also pretty simple to follow as well. So I was like, hey, great. We have all these people coming on board. It's really simple to open up a gym, again, in my mind. And then when they open, it'll just be, you know, freaking rocket ships and and fireworks that they're just going to crush it out the gate. And almost at first, it was confirmed. Like First location, she did absolutely great. You know, she opened up, success off the bat, continued to be a success moving forward. The second location, once we opened that up, we started running into some difficulties. You know, we found that uh, the individual that was running it just didn't, I think when we parted ways, he was like, listen, I love the brand. I love this business. I just don't like being a business owner. It's not for me. You know, so that person ended up selling their location to another franchisee. But those were some of the complications that we realized. Like, sometimes we realized that maybe, you know, that this business just isn't for everybody. And there was also things that we discovered in, throughout this process of, like, how can we make it even easier? So, as we started opening up locations, I saw that some locations were doing well when they opened. Others were just doing okay. You know, so we really needed to figure out, as the or how to provide better assistance So at that point in time, during like within the first year or so of becoming a franchise or maybe going into the second year or whatever, it was like, you know what? Maybe we should hold off on awarding any more locations. Let's get these current franchisees open. You know, we had a huge rush off the bat. Let's get these franchise locations open because, you know, the more, the quicker they can open and when they're open, the more successful they are, the better it's going to be for them and the brand. So that became the huge focus uh, where we were and you know it's it was a whole new business for me. So for me I had to learn like a whole new set of skills almost that were not what it was like in the the gyms. And during this process I got another piece of advice um from Bedros who owns Fitbody Bootcamp and he was like hey you can't do both. He's like, you know, because at that time I was managing my eight locations and then I was also trying to manage and grow the franchise. And he was just like and this is you know obviously advice that I don't necessarily follow, you know, but most people say focus on one, two things or whatever. But he's like, you can either own gyms or you can be a franchisor. He's like, you really shouldn't be both. And although I knew that at the time, it took me a little bit longer and almost took to the pandemic, actually took to the pandemic happening for when that switch happened, because I looked for maybe other solutions to that issue. And you know, but I, th- I think I truly believed you down like, hey, that's going to have to be the path it takes. I'm going to have to not be able to own my location so I can truly just focus on growing this brand as the franchise door. But throughout that time period, I was having to learn this new business. I was having to, you know, really getting an education and a rough education within the business world, I'm taking my lumps as we're doing this. But, you know, initially the focus was like, hey, Let's award and can keep awarding and keep awarding and keep getting new locations to them being like, you know what? Let's slow it down. Let's actually focus on getting them open, helping these franchisees be successful. Then they can open up another location or whatever. And then once we really have ironed out our processes to opening and operating, then we can start going back to, to awarding locations. So exactly the original advice that I got from several people that I decided to ignore. And that's where we were. we were really starting to get the machine to start operating a lot better. And then, unfortunately, COVID hit. You know, COVID obviously was not good to the gym industry, especially on the East Coast. And, you know, you know we had some locations that got 50%, 60% hits to their revenue. And it was like that for quite a bit. Imagine having a gym in freaking New Jersey. You know how much that sucked so they had to take their lumps throughout that but luckily most locations were able to make it through some very resilient franchisees made it through continue operating, continue helping their people and now for the most part we're on the other side of it so now it's like hey it kind of takes us to the present day of where we are and which is now it's like all right we wanted to get our our, our locations through the pandemic you know i i unlike some other or just didn't sell at all during the pandemic i was like hey let's just get these ones doing well. I also went through my own shit and stuff like that. So now we're back to the point where we're like, Hey, let's get everybody. You know, I see the future of the fitness space being pretty freaking good, especially to brick and mortars, even though there's tons of online and, and virtual stuff that's not going anywhere. And I think that's going to consistently be there, but as a brick and gym owner, especially like a micro gym, if you're doing boot camps or semi private, those aren't going anywhere. They're going to continue to grow and people are going to continue to want to come to your facility. There's some shifts that you need to focus on, but that's not going anywhere. So now, you know, kind of gets us to the point of how do I plan on growing this franchise? Do I plan on doing it the same way as I did before? Or are we going to go a different route? The answer is we're going to go a different route, you know, and although I have, and I I talked about it on the previous podcast, like I have a vision for, you know, year and three years and stuff like that where I want the business to be, you know, and also have a BHAG for it too but the goes to focus really just on 12 week blocks. So, you know, for the, over the summer it was really like, I wanted to have intimate conversations with the franchisees, get their feedback, what they liked about us, what they didn't like about us. How can we go about improving it, you know? And like, hey, what, what can we do better for them so that they can operate their gyms, you know, much better. And really getting that feedback and then taking that feedback and then implementing it, you know, and then also growing the staff and adding more support staff for the franchisees you know, before we're actually hosting a convention next week, we'll have all the franchisees come together, you know, we'll kind of uh, go over relearning, take a look at it, take a look at what the next year is going to look. And then the next year, again, we're only focusing at 12 weeks at a time. So, and once we come, we're getting close to the close of this 12 week cycle. And uh, I think, I think there's maybe like two more months in it. Uh, into this current cycle And then the focus is really just at this end of this 12-week cycle is to really just have a few prospects in the pipeline. And then over the next year, what we're going to do is we're going to slowly open new locations. We're not looking to add an aggressive amount like I did originally. We're looking to add a handful of just the right, like the perfect franchisees that are going to come on board and add to the the brand. And then we're also looking to open up our current location. So we have about three locations that haven't opened yet. You know, we had some delays obviously happen because of the pandemic. So they were waiting until things were good, and then finding property and stuff like that. We're getting back into that phase for a lot of them, and some of them should be opening up relatively soon. So we're like, hey, let's let's add a handful, not a ton of new, not not a ton of new franchises. Let's get the current franchises that haven't opened opened. Let's add on some really great fits to the system. So we're not trying to award thirty, but like one, you know, to a quarter, you know, or you know, initially get maybe four to six new franchises over the next year get the ones that haven't opened, open and get our current locations to open up another location. And that's the plan moving forward, focusing on the quality. You know, I know for me, a lot of times it's the quantity, you know, in the beginning. It's like, hey, sell more, sell more, sell more or something like that. Generate more leads, generate more leads. Instead, it's, you know, let's make sure that our current people are getting the best service they can get, that they're operating the right way. We're then bringing out really, really good people. So we're going to be super selective over the franchisees and really make, I don't know, make it a lot of hoops to jump through. You're not just going to, anybody can open up a gym. We don't want that. You know, so we want to have the best operators within the system who then have long-term plans for the locations as well. And then to deliver great support to them and go with that hockey stick approach. We know, hey, if we do this in the first year, we're going to have a pretty damn good year in 2022. Then moving forward in 2023, we'll add in some more, more current locations, open up more locations and we'll be able to grow in that sense. And we're looking at our hockey stick in about three years. And we're not actually going to even probably be running traffic for the next three to six months or so to be bringing on new franchisees. So how I brought new franchisees on previously was actually just through the internal community. And that's a route we'll probably continue to go as well. Get people that have experience that like it that also have that business experience or knowledge that want to be part of this brand. So that's kind of to so wrap out the history of the franchise from why I actually even went down that route to franchise, what that actually looked like, then the initial, and, and I probably could go into a lot more detail of it um, as far as like, Hey, like you know, it will look like, but it was, it was, it was crazy. Like at first it was just like tons of people talk about validation to something you started. You're like, wow, all these people who have generally been to the program, had great experience then want to be a part of the business. That's pretty cool. And then it was like, we're getting them open and we were hitting those hiccups that are going to be normal in business, learning from them and refining them. And then it's been like, Hey, like, let's really refine this process. Let's really refine this process so that no matter who the operator is, they can absolutely kick ass. And now that we've kind of like ironed that out, now it's like, all right, let's go back to the growth mode. You know, you know, generally speaking, I don't like to go growth and then slow back and then go back up and build that momentum again. But that's what we had to do. That's what we had to take that kind of step pause in order to really protect the future of the company. And then that, and then now we'll be continuing to grow. So that's how the focus, and that's how it's going to go. So that's kind of the history of franchising. I know that a lot of, not a lot of people have franchised. I've had a lot of people actually ask me, and not a lot of people, like a handful of people ask me about franchising or that they're interested in franchising. So hopefully this little 20-minute spiel or whatever about it gave you some insight of what it's like um, and the process that it went through from the time period, you know, I didn't really talk about the investment. It was hundreds of thousands of dollars initially to do it and hundreds of thousands of dollars to operate and get going. You know, initially probably could have done that much better, much leaner, to be honest with you. Uh, now it's more of a lean operation as we focus on growth. And, that's, and then here's how our growth looks. Our growth isn't looking like let's add a million freaking franchises this year. It's like let's add the perfect franchisees into the system. We're absolutely going to crush it get the current ones doing great, get them doing great, and then add those right people. And then that way we're going to get the volume growth in the long term. So that's kind of what it's looking like for the franchise. What I want to do is I want to dive into each business a little bit more. This one's a little bit more like kind of history on it. I'm going to dive into some of the other businesses and exactly like what those plans are looking like right now. I know that this plan probably almost seems like really simplistic and that's because it is. Like that's because the plan isn't absolutely crazy. Like to get those, those interested prospects, you know, we're just going to let people know, Hey, listen, we're bringing on new franchisees. We're going to start with our current network. We're going to start with our current communities and stuff like that within the current ecosystem. And then we'll start running traffic. We'll run traffic on Facebook, YouTube, uh, and Google. Uh, and then heavily like, qualify those people that are coming in, you know, so those are going to be how we're actually planning on growing it. But the best growth is going to happen from internally, making sure that the ones that we have are kicking ass and that they want to open up new locations. So that's kind of how the franchise looks, which, again, might sound super simple. It is. Oftentimes, business doesn't have to be complicated. You know, it has to just make sense, or you just have to really do the simple stuff, and you have to do it consistently. We, I think, as human beings, like to overly complicate things. But moving forward, I do want to dive into some of the other businesses and exactly, like, what they look like, you know, especially launching launching one and relaunching another product. So two products, or two brands, I should say, that are product-based. What it looks like from one that was from inception to when it's going to be launching, what we'll be doing and what we're going to be doing, as well as uh, the relaunch of a, another brand. So hope you enjoyed today. If you got value out of it, I'd love to hear your feedback. If you think somebody that could get some interest in it, please, I ask that you share it with them. And until next time, I'll catch you later. Hey, thanks for spending your time with me today. I made this show to help people just like you overcome the challenges and adversity that come with entrepreneurship. So if you know someone that can truly benefit from today's show, please, be sure to share this episode with them. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week on Unleashing Greatness.